and welcome in, everybody, to a little bit of breaking news here. Uh, Matt Luke, Georgia's offensive line coach, has resigned. Uh, news being first reported, I believe, by uh, UGA Sports of Anthony Dasher. But Matt Luke, Georgia's offensive line coach for the past two seasons, is stepping down from his position with the program. Uh, timing, obviously, less than ideal for Georgia after, obviously, recruiting season has wrapped up there. You would think that with all the coaching movement, uh, Georgia would be, you know, settled in with its coaching staff for the 2022 season. But obviously, uh, Luke has made a decision to step away from the program. From uh, what have I been able to gather here, uh, it is it has to do with just Luke wanting to spend more time with his family. Uh, and I think as we've seen with college football over the sort of even this off season here for Georgia. If you're not 110% in on this profession at this point in time, it, it is not necessarily something that's for you. And we've heard Kirby Smart in the past warn about that, warn about the fact that all these changes that have come within the college football landscape here, as we discuss the Matt Luke news that he is stepping down, uh, Georgia is expected to comment shortly on that, confirming the news there and sort of tying it back to Matt Luke, sort of what we know so far but the last two seasons as Georgia's offensive line coach taking over for Sam Pittman was actually expected to be the second highest paid uh, assistant on Georgia's staff in the 2022 season behind only Todd Munkin. Now there is, I believe, the expectation that Todd Munkin is going to get a new contract. Uh, and in the recent raise he received was built into his last contract that obviously came before Georgia won the national championship. But Luke stepping down two seasons as Georgia's offensive line coach. I know uh, there had been some maybe dissatisfaction with the offensive line class that he had assembled prior to Georgia landing Ernest Green uh, at the Under Armour or not the Under Armour, the All- Army All-American Bowl there in San Antonio. And, you know, I think it sort of speaks to the pressure that these assistant coaches are under where if you're not landing elite, elite talent in every single cycle, you're going to hear about it, especially at a place like Georgia. And while Luke signed Six, I believe, top 100 overall offensive line prospects combined in the two previous classes prior. It just sort of goes to show that I think recruiting in college football really as a whole has turned into a what has what have you done for me lately here? And so, you know, Luke, I think certainly sort of felt that pressure. But I will say whoever stands to take over for Luke, whoever that might be, and I imagine George is going to get try and get this hired out. Uh, very quickly, given spring practice is set to start, I believe, three weeks from tomorrow. March 15th is the first day that Georgia is set to step on the practice field for spring practice. With regards to what comes next for the offensive line, Georgia does have to replace Jamari Sawyer. Georgia does have to replace Justin Schaefer. But there's a lot of talent in this offensive line room, and Matt Luke deserves credit for amassing that. You know, Cedric Von Braun Granger is going to be back. Warren McClendon is going to be back next season. Warren Erickson has played a lot of football for this team. I think we all expect Broderick Jones to take over as the left tackle for Georgia going forward. He obviously made that move in the national championship game, and I think that played a big part in Georgia's offensive line having the success that it did there in the second half of that game. You moved Jamari Sawyer to right guard. You've got some really talented options, guys like Tate Ratledge, who we're going to see where he is at in terms of recovering from his Liz Frank surgery on his foot that he injured in the opening game of the season against Clemson. But from my understanding, Tate Ratledge had about as good a fall practice as anyone. And if you're able to get that same player, he's going to be a guy that plays on this offensive line. 
you've got veterans in Xavier Tress and Devin Willick, who I think, as opposed to what we saw on the offensive line last season, represent more of the bigger body guys that Sam Pittman had always wanted and always liked to play and employ and have a more physical interior offensive line than what Georgia had this past season. And then uh, Amarius Mims, former five-star prospect, Georgia's highest ranked signee in the 2021 signing class, a guy who probably projects to one day be an offensive tackle, but his best, if he is one of Georgia's best five offensive linemen, something Kirby Smart mentioned a lot in terms of sorting out who gets on the field when, I do think that Mims has a chance of being that at the right guard position. And you can even look at a guy like Evan Neal from Alabama, who is going to be a first round offensive tackle. He faced, he first got on the field for Alabama at that right guard position there. So I do think that's something to watch going forward as far as what Georgia ultimately ends up doing in terms of how this offensive line shakes out, because they do have a lot of options. I think Michael Morris and Dylan Fairchild are impressive young players. A very good uh, offseason last year and is expected to continue to push for this offensive line this year. The offensive line, I think most would say it was good in 2021, but it was not necessary. But I think just about that, it has the potential to be great and maybe the best offensive line Georgia has had since that 2018 offensive line in terms of what they're able to do in terms of opening holes up uh, for this offense. Obviously, Georgia has to replace Samir White and James Cook in the running back room. But as Mike Griffith wrote this morning on Dog Nation, I think you feel really confident in what you have in Kenny McIntosh and Kendall Milton. And you're bringing in Branson Robinson and Andrew Paul, who arrived this offseason. You have Dejon Edwards, a player I like a lot uh, at that running back position. And, you know, going forward, and let's also point this out here when it comes to the offensive line in, in 2021, I absolutely believe that the play of the offensive line played a hand in why Stetson Bennett was the choice for Georgia at quarterback. His mobility to escape pressure, to escape sacks, was something that JT Daniels did not have. And I think if you watch this Georgia offensive line play over the course of the 2021 season, there wasn't always a confidence that this group was going to hold up you know, 100% of the time in pass protection. And so having that mobility, I think, gave Stetson a bit of an edge there. I do think that going forward in this 2022 season, that mobility, while it's nice to have for a variety of other reasons, I don't think is going to be as big of a factor when it comes to who is playing quarterback behind that offensive line because it speaks to the kind of talent that Georgia figures to have there. Cedric Von Prahn got a lot better over the course of the season last year. You have Warren McClendon, who I'll say is as good as any offensive tackle in the league right now and is going to be someone who earns, I think, some first-team All-SEC votes in the preseason poll. And he's a guy who's entering his third year as a starter. Warren Erickson has played a ton of football for this team as well. You've got a lot of talent in this offensive line room. So Matt Luke, who is stepping down, my understanding it's related to family reasons, just wanting to spend more time with his family. And you know, Kirby smart has made it clear when it comes to college football and the landscape of where things are nowadays, if you're not a hundred percent, if you're not all in all the time, it, being a college football coach now a very demanding line of work that has changed a lot because of NIL, because of Transfer Portal, and it becoming a much more 365-day job that if your heart isn't all the way in it, if your heart is even 1% or 2% out, it, it might not be the job for you there. So I do think that is something that factors into this. And we've heard Kirby Smart say as much, and let's even look at some of the guys Georgia went out and hired this offseason to fill some of the other roles. Uh, and I'm going to mispronounce his name again. I still haven't heard an official pronunciation from UGA. Chidea Uzo-Deribe 
young assistant, you know, played at Colorado this past decade. Uh, Fran Brown, I believe he's 40 years old or, or on the younger side there who Georgia just hired to be the defensive backs coach. Brian McClendon, relatively speaking, is on the older side of Georgia assistants right now, but he also has ties to the university, uh, obviously, both from his playing days and past coaching days there as well. So I think when you look at you know what Georgia wants going forward, let's look at some of the recent hires they've made. You can even include Will Muschamp into this there as well. They want guys who I think represent the Georgia identity and, and understand what that means going forward. And so I think if you're looking for potential guys – to be that next offensive line coach, having ties to Georgia, I do think is going to be something significant uh, in terms of who that ultimately ends up being. And you can even look at offensive analyst Mike Bobo, not as an offensive line coach. Uh, I would stress against that there, but you know, the ties that he has to this program, obviously playing here and then serving as an offensive coordinator for the time that he did. So I think when you're looking at possible replacements, format Luke who that might be it's still probably a little too early to give official names out there in terms of front runners and whatnot and let's point out you know Uzo Deribe and and Fran Brown nobody really knew who those guys were before getting hired at Georgia so Kirby Smart I, I think and what we've seen from this offseason you know offensive line granted it's a different position Kirby Smart has always placed a premium on who that offensive line coach is. Sam Pittman was paid a lot of money in his time at Georgia, and he parlayed that into being a head coach at Arkansas and was very successful. Matt Luke went from being a head coach at Ole Miss to being an offensive line coach at Georgia. And I will point out, I think the quick transition that Luke had from his time at Ole Miss, which did not end well, it was not necessarily his fault. He inherited a mess from from Hugh Freeze, and, and there was some undue pressure on him from there. I, I think that contributes to him stepping aside as well because he did not take a break after what was some trying couple of years there in Oxford. And and you maybe wonder if he's, you know, maybe wants to get some of that back and some of the lifestyle that comes with that, knowing that he can hop back in and be a head coach or not a head coach, but a, a coach again at any time. So that's sort of sharing where things stand, recapping Matt Luke stepping down as George's offensive line coach. He held the position for the last two seasons. Uh, was set to make $900,000 this coming season. Only Todd Munkin was, uh, had a higher salary in terms of assistance uh, for Georgia and what comes next there. Uh, we're getting ready to take your comments here, questions uh, about the offensive line. Obviously, spring practice less than a month away, so I do think Georgia's going to want to move very quickly, especially with recruiting Getting started back up again, uh, the dead period comes to an end, I believe, at the end of February. And so Georgia's going to want to have that next offensive line assistant in place uh, and who that might be. So they're going to want to move quickly, I would say, probably even more quick than they did on some of these other hires. Obviously, uh, Uzo Deribe, nearly two months after landing, announced he he was leaving. Uh, I, I think that is not uh, it is going to be a much quicker process. I would say even quicker than the a die to Fran Brown transition we saw. So I think George is going to want to move quickly on finding the new replacement for Matt Luke, who is expected to step down. And I'll say while Brown and Uzo Deribe were a little bit of unknowns, I expect Georgia to take a bigger swing here, uh, similar to what they did with Brian McClendon in terms of who they go out and hire to be this offensive line coach. Just given what we've seen from Kirby Smart in the past, Sam Pittman was a very well-respected guy who was making a lot of money at Arkansas. Matt Luke was just a, a sitting head coach who you got to be your offensive line coach there. So I do think that Georgia is going to swing big when it comes to replacements for Matt Luke. Uh, scroll through some comments here. Uh, it'll just be me today um, by a, a, a twist of fate. Uh, Brandon and Jeff are both on cruises and, and Mike is off on assignment elsewhere. 
So uh, I'll be answering questions uh, and, and doing the best we can to discuss the Matt Luke news. As Christopher White uh, brings up, yeah, Matt Luke helped win a, a national championship for Georgia as the offensive line coach there. And let's not underestimate uh, what I thought was one of the bigger changes or, or tweaks or adjustments that Georgia made in that national title game. Moving Jamari Sawyer from left tackle to right guard and moving Broderick Jones there in at left tackle. Uh, when Georgia made that switch in the national championship game, it really opened things up on the ground for Georgia, which I think in turn made Alabama's pass rush a, a lot less toothy and thus allowed Stetson Bennett to have the time to make the big pass to Adonai Mitchell, to make the pass to Brock Bowers there at the end. And I think that substitution, whether how much credit Luke deserves for that or whether that was the demand by Kirby Smart, you know, that's for another day. But that change in that moment and having a guy like Broderick Jones ready to go, ready to where he's playing in the biggest game of his life and he's not overwhelmed by it because he played in big stages at Auburn and down the stretch there for Georgia when Shamari Sawyer was injured, I think speaks to the job that, that Luke did as a developer on the offensive line, along with retaining a talented player in Broderick Jones and Cedric Von Prahn Granger. Because remember, Jones and Von Prahn did not sign early with Georgia and so when, when Luke was hired in December of 2019, you had a little bit of a, you know, a period where are, jo- are they going to be able to hold on to Jones and Van Pran? Luke absolutely helped them do that. And now you see Van Pran's going to be your starting center. Jones is going to be your starting left tackle. So while, my, while Matt Luke won't be around to coach Georgia's offensive line in 2022, uh, he deserves major credit for what I think is going to be one of the better units and not just in the SEC, but I think potentially with the right coaching and the right, you know, growth we see from some young players, Tate Ratledge, Marius Mims, uh, Xavier Trust isn't a young player anymore, but a player that I think could push into the starting lineup for Georgia this year on the offensive line, uh, a, a very talented offensive line group. Uh, I see naturally people throwing out former players. That's always popular. And, and I will point out when it comes to, you know, some of the, the hires that Georgia has made, I don't know if former player, is the exact line he's going to go for with Kirby Smart in this hire. But I do think that having having past ties to Georgia really matters, especially with, you know, Georgia has produced a, a lot of high-quality offensive linemen in this state in, in recent seasons, and you need to be able to recruit the state of Georgia. You know, Tate Ratledge uh, from up there in Rome went to the Darlington School. Broderick Jones, Jamari Sawyer, Justin Schaefer, all local products. Marius Mims down there from Bluckley County. A lot of Georgia's offensive line, well, yes, they've shown they've been able to go out of state and land guys like, say, Cedric Von Prahn, Xavier Truss out of Rhode Island, uh, Ernest Green this past cycle out of California. A lot of your offensive line grocery shopping, so to speak, can be done in state. So having those ties to the South, having those ties to the state of Georgia. I've seen people mention Will Friend. That'd be interesting. Uh, He's currently the offensive line coach at Auburn. Obviously has long had ties to Mike Bobo, obviously also coached offensive line at Georgia uh, back in the past decade. So I definitely think that is going to be something to watch going forward. Uh, Al Chandler. Yeah. Matt Luke, obviously a great recruiter. I feel very comfortable saying that whoever Georgia hires is going to be a really good recruiter for this program going forward. Just given that that's how, sort of how Kirby smart has almost always operated. But I think even more than that, you look at the staff, say Mario Cristobal assembled at, at Miami. You look at what Lincoln Riley is doing at, at USC Billy Napier as well at Florida there recruiting with the hires that were made in this off season, I think is going to get much, much more difficult in terms of, you know, the days of Alabama going into Florida or Ohio state going into Texas and really plucking out whoever they want. I think those days are going to be moving on, you know, Steve Sarkeesian moving into year two at Texas, uh, Jimbo Fisher, as he continues to get more established 
at at Texas A&M, you know, the days of national recruiting may be changing a little bit because of NIL, because of the transfer portal. And so it's going to become more important than ever for you to be able to recruit your own backyard. And in 2019 and 2020, Georgia didn't necessarily have the same amount of success recruiting in state, but whether it be because of the pandemic or a, a shift in philosophy in terms of recruiting, Georgia has made a much more uh, greater investment in recruiting the state of Georgia. I believe this past cycle, six out of the top 14 players in the state uh, uh, are going to Georgia. Uh, you know, obviously still very early in the 2023 process, but Georgia has the number two overall uh, recruiting class right now for there. So it's going to be interesting uh, whoever Georgia ends up hiring, but I feel very comfortable saying whoever that is, is going to be someone who can hold their own on the recruiting trail. Let's see. Thoughts, comments, questions here as we discuss Matt Luke obviously stepping down. Uh, you know, meant, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. It seems like he just wants to spend more time with his family and in college football as we have come to see it be this offseason. And Kirby Smart even mentioned it uh, with, with all the changes the sport is undergone, transfer portal, NIL. It has just become a much more 365 day a year job. And if you're not all the way in, if you're not 100 percent in in terms of what you want from from this job, uh, it can be a very tough job for you. And I can imagine Luke, you know, the grind of being a head coach at Ole Miss and then going directly to a place like Georgia where you're recruiting all the time and you're doing a lot as the offensive line coach. I can imagine at a certain point in time that all sort of wears on you. And I definitely think his time at Ole Miss and all that he went through there, I think definitely put a lot of strain on him. And, you know, some coaches, it's not, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I'm just a little burned out right now. And if anything, it's a good thing that Luke has recognized this, this point in the calendar where Georgia can, you know, still go out, find a guy to replace him. And obviously sure. I'm sure people would have loved to have seen this happen earlier when there is a little bit more movement on the coaching carousel, but Kentucky's probably going to have to replace their offensive coordinator, Liam Cohn, who's expected to become the Los Angeles Rams offensive coordinator. So the coaching carousel, it starts earlier than ever. Now, obviously uh, Clay Helton got fired in week two or week three of this past college football season back in September. And, here we are still in February talking about another Georgia assistant that Georgia is going to have to fill the vacancy for. Dan Lanning is now at Oregon. Cortez Hankton is at LSU. Jamila Dye is the defensive backs coach at Miami. So a lot of change there. Let's see. Thoughts. Uh, Alan Verbonich, I don't think we're going to see Mike Bubba as the offensive line coordinator. I'd be very, very surprised by that. Uh, I see people saying John Stinchcomb. Uh, I'd be, you know, I, we love John here at Dog Nation, but I, uh, I don't think that's that that is something that is on the radar. Uh, Michael Clayton. So this is a good point. Uh, how does this affect the Arch Manning recruitment? Obviously, Matt Luke teammates uh, with Eli Manning back in the day. I believe blocked for him when they were both at Ole Miss. I think that's going to be one of the interesting things to follow up on. I will note here. Uh, Todd Munkin and Buster Faulkner, Buster Faulkner in particular took a, I think a very involved role in the coaching or in the recruitment of Arch Manning. I think the longer that Faulkner who received a raise as an, as an analyst for Georgia this off season, uh, as he, the longer that he is on staff, I think the better that helps there for the chances to ultimately land. Arch Manning has a lot of ties to the state of Mississippi, obviously offensive coordinator at Southern Miss before joining University of Georgia. So I think Buster Faulkner is going to be, I, I, I'd be surprised if he's an offensive line coach. His background is much more in quarterbacks, played quarterback at Parkview High School uh, here in Littleburn, Georgia. But 
I think going forward, you know, I, I don't think Faulkner is the guy. I don't think Bobo is the guy. Those guys both have backgrounds in quarterbacks. I think Georgia's going to have to go outside its its sort of current bubble of assistance to go find its next offensive line coach. And and we've seen Georgia they swing big when it comes to offensive line coaches. Sam Pittman was was well paid at Arkansas. Matt Luke was getting a sweet buyout from from Ole Miss. And Kirby Smart was able to convince both both of them that Georgia was the place to be, that if you wanted to be an offensive line coach, it's hard to do it better than you do at Georgia. Let's see. Uh, So, Croking, you actually bring this up. Uh, Matt Luke is only 45 years old. Uh, So, I I guess in terms of some assistance on this staff, you know, Glenn Schumann's only 31. Uh, Tart Hartley is on the younger side. But he is not exactly an old, old head, so to speak. Uh, he's still only in his forties, but he's got some kids that are getting older now. And I think anyone can understand, you know, you only get so many years with your kids and being at sporting events. And that matters to a lot of people. And I think that matters to Matt Luke and wanting to be around them as they get older and older. Uh, you're, you're spending obviously less time with them. And I think that does matter to Luke there. Uh, let's see. Comments, thoughts, questions. We might go another five, ten minutes here uh, discussing Matt Luke. What sort of comes next for Georgia on the offensive line? Uh, let's see. Scrolling through comments here, uh, and I'll even point out. You know, Mark brings this up. This isn't a name that I'm I'm considering, but say Doug Marone, uh, Alabama goes out and gets him last off season. He's only in Alabama for one year. So uh, I think Marone, you know, NFL names be wary of because the, the college game has just changed so much in the past two years, but really even in the last year with the NIL and the transfer portal where, you know, you see guys like Uzo Deribe and Fran Brown, guys that are a little bit on the younger side who have come up through the college ranks and, and understand that aspect of it, you know, going out and getting an NFL guy that might work at, at certain positions has worked with Georgia and Todd Munkin as the offensive coordinator. But for the majority of your staff recruiting in particular, it, it's just really a young man's game right now. And if you're not all in, if you're not given 110% all the time, it's just not necessarily going to be for you. And I think maybe Matt Luke sort of realized that, realizes the change. And, and really the requirements that come with being a position coach, albeit a well-paid one, in the modern era of college football. And if you're someone who wants to further better balance the the family responsibilities, you know, which it sounds like Matt Luke does, you have to make that decision. And Matt Luke, honestly, in my opinion, probably deserves credit for that, for saying, hey, no, I know I'm a good offensive line coach, one of the better ones in the country. I know if I stick here at Georgia, I could probably get my way back into being a head coach. But he values, you know, time with his family, time with his kids a little bit differently. And I, I think he should be commended for that if that is the in fact the reason he ends up stepping down. Which he is uh is doing. So let's see. Uh, so Chase, so, and you sort of mentioned this here. It's hard to say an upgrade from Matt Luke, uh, in, in terms of the offensive line coach, I thought he did really good things with this group, especially in 2021 where, you know, Jamari Sawyer missed a number of time. Warren Erickson had an early season injury there. You had to maybe rush in Cedric Von Braun, who was battling a wrist injury of his own for much of the season. So I do think that, you know, upgrade is, isn't necessarily the right word, but in terms of, caliber of resume guy to sort of bring in to be the offensive line coach. 
I do think that Georgia is going to swing big here and go out and try and, and get a name who, you know, could be, a, say, an offensive coordinator at another school, but you come here, you pay him handsomely. Georgia has shown they have an absolute willingness to do that. And, and I really think, you know, make that sort of move and, and go out and, and get a guy who has ties to this area, has ties to the state of Georgia, and can recruit this pro- recruit for this program at a very high level. Let's see. Comments, thoughts, questions. Uh, I do see this. Uh, Gata four or four dogs. Broke might be a, a, a little bit of a strong word, but I thought Georgia's offensive line and the way they played in the second half of that game was one of the real difference makers in the national championship game. And I mentioned this earlier. One of the key changes made in that game was, was inserting Broderick Jones at left tackle and moving Jamari Sawyer to right guard. There's some questions about whether Warren Erickson was effective that day and putting a guy in Jones in there who was by far his biggest game that he ever played in and him being ready and, and playing well in that game, keeping Stetson Bennett clean from guys like Will Anderson and Dallas Turner who had bigger games earlier on, but didn't necessarily hold up over the course of that game. I think, you know, the development of Broderick Jones this season and what we're even going to see going forward into 2022 I think speaks to the overall job that Matt Luke did. Obviously held on to him, though. You, you can also credit Sam Pittman for the work Georgia did in securing his commitment early on. But then having him developed and ready to go where he's essentially plug and play in the national championship game, I think speaks a lot to what Matt Luke did here at Georgia. And that shouldn't be overlooked if he is there for two seasons. Uh, let's see. I don't think Ed Ogeron is going to be your offensive line coach, uh, at Georgia, especially because he's a a defensive line coach by trade. So I I know we see him be the sort of, um, you know, you might think he's an offensive line coach. He's a defensive line guy. Let's see. Uh, yeah, so Crazy Dog brings up Nick Jones. Obviously, he's an offensive line assistant for Los Angeles Rams, played at Georgia. Uh, you know, when I mentioned NFL guys earlier, I was sort of speaking a little bit about Jones, where if you don't have a background in college football, especially in recent years, that 365 grind that it now is might come up with you and catch up with you a little bit. So let's see comments, thoughts. We'll maybe go two, three more minutes here. If you have good questions, if you have any thoughts, comments, go ahead and ask them. Uh, recapping the news here on Matt Luke, where things go going forward for Georgia. Matt Luke stepping down after two seasons as the program's offensive line coach. Uh, and, you know, doesn't sound like he's going to take another job elsewhere. My understanding is that he is to spend more time with his family, uh, you know, really get to be around his kids given all the time he was at Ole Miss and then sort of the turbulence that he dealt with there and the fallout of Hugh Freeze and then his own firing there, then stepping directly into being Georgia's offensive line coach and all that the 2021 season had to incur there. I, you know, you can certainly understand burnout being a thing there. So uh, Brian Williamson, Brent Key, I'd be really surprised by that. I believe he's the offensive coordinator at Georgia Tech and you know, obviously played at Alabama, I believe. Time, or not played at Alabama, coached at Alabama. His time overlapped maybe briefly there with Kirby Smart uh, for maybe a year, but I'm not 100% sure on that. I'm surprised no one's thrown out Mario Cristobal. Uh, you know, it's sort of an, a, a joke there, but uh, there you go. See, Thomas uh, Fanzana, Dan Mullen, what's, he's up, what's he up to? Well, he's a quarterback guy, uh, and I'm sure he's counting the money he was paid from, from Florida. 
So, uh, Christopher White, this is a good one. You know, BA on vacation naturally this week. He wants all of them. He wants five star players and five star coaches. And I think Georgia is going to go out. Kirby Smart is going to go out and find a guy who can do that and land and land a five star coach who is capable of landing those five star players. Because I think first and foremost, that is one of the more important things. Uh, when it comes to being a member of Kirby Smart staff, I wrote about Fran Brown this morning, and the early sort of reports, indications on him is that he is an excellent recruiter and is going to really help Georgia in, in recruiting the New Jersey northeastern part of the country, along with having ties from Texas at his time at Baylor. Uh, Uzo Deribe as well. He is a guy with obvious ties to the state of Texas, uh, recruiting at a when he was recruiting at Kansas, and then obviously SMU this past season. Uh, you you look at the hires made. Brian McClendon obviously is recruited all over the place, and you know that was a home run hire that Georgia made, in my opinion, as the wide receivers coach position. And I'm not saying they're going to hire a, the exact type of Brian McClendon for the Georgia offensive line, but given what we have seen from Kirby Smart in the past with this particular position, offensive line coach Sam Pittman, Matt Luke, Georgia is going to swing for the fences on this one in terms of finding a replacement because, you know, for as much as people want to talk about quarterbacks, running backs, Georgia's transcendent 2021 defense, at the end of it, Kirby Smart has always valued great offensive line play. He's been shown he's willing to pay a premium to do so. He's placed an emphasis on going out and recruiting those guys at a high level. You're going to see another two of them drafted in this upcoming NFL draft in Jamari Sawyer and Justin Schaefer. Sounds like Jamari might end up being a day two pick. Justin Schaefer, third, fourth round guy. But if he goes to the right team, can play right away. So we're going to see Georgia continue to place an investment on this offensive line position. And ultimately, that starts and ends, in my opinion, with whoever your offensive line coach is. So I think that is going to be a very important part of who Georgia ends up hiring here. Uh, and naturally, you know, we see comments about Arch Manning, uh, which is par for the course, so to speak. But uh, yeah, so we'll wrap it up there. Obviously, Matt Luke uh, recapping everything we have touched on. Matt Luke is stepping down from Georgia two seasons uh, in charge of Georgia's offensive line. I think it's really positioned it well for whoever takes over for him. Has a chance to really impress and, you know, earn a lot of praise early on because I think Georgia's offensive line, if it comes together the way that we think it does, can be one of the better positional units on this 2020, or 2022 team, rather. And going forward, I think this offensive line is in a position where, you know, if Amarius Mims develops into the player we think he is, if Tate Rattledge can come back and get healthy, if, if Broderick Jones can continue to play like he did in the national championship game, this offensive line could be one of the better ones in not just the SEC, but college football. And Matt Luke, who it sounds like he's stepping away for family reasons, spend more time with his family, uh, deserves a lot of credit for who, who for what is going to be in Georgia's offensive line room next season. I think whoever comes in as that replacement is going to be a strong recruiter, is probably going to have to have ties to the state of Georgia and the ability to recruit there. And above all else, be able to get the most out of this offensive line going forward. So, my name is Connor Riley. Unfortunately, BA won't be on the show to talk about this tomorrow morning. He is on vacation all this week, but I'll have plenty of content. I'll be back on tomorrow night, when hopefully we know a little bit more about possible replacements who might be Georgia looking at. I know, obviously, Will Friend was the name mentioned earlier. Be interesting, given his ties to both Mike Bobo and the Georgia program before as well. Stacey Sherrill, who I believe is an offensive line coach in North Carolina right now. Uh, Auburn grab, but coach Georgia uh, under Mark Rick and work with Bobo there as well. So Georgia's going to work that coaching Rolodex and find a guy who ultimately, I think, really fits what Georgia is looking for in terms of a guy who can speak to what Georgia can offer, 
but also speak to recruits in the state of Georgia in terms of what this program is able to do for you, especially on the offensive line. You look at guys like Andrew Thomas, Jamari Sawyer, Justin Schaefer, who are all going to be in the NFL next season. Broderick Jones, who's going to be a starter on this offensive line. Warren McClendon, who's going to be a starter on the offensive line. For the Georgia program, the state of Georgia has always been very, very important. And whoever that next offensive line coach is going to need to grasp that very firmly concept. So that'll wrap everything up from here. My name is Connor Riley, Dog Nation talking latest news. Matt Luke stepping down as the offensive line coach after two seasons. Again, mentioned, sounds like he's doing so to step away from his family. We'll have you covered on who Georgia ultimately ends up hiring next, what it means from a recruiting standpoint. Georgia does have two commitments from the offensive line group in the 2023 recruiting cycle. Of course, Justin Tell also happens to be on vacation this week. So we'll have all that and more coming for you on the coming days of Dog Nation. Uh, my name is Connor Riley. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hopefully we're able to answer your questions on uh, Matt Luke stepping down as Georgia's offensive line coach.